Deborah, say hi. Hi, Judge. <laughs> I'm Deborah Mteke. Greetings from Uganda. We love you so much. May God bless you. Yeah, yeah. Deborah is my wife. <laughs> it's her first time in Sydney. Very first time. How do you see Sydney's nice? Very nice and beautiful. You want to live here? I want. You, you want to leave your children yeah. in Uganda? No. Okay. <laughs> Maybe sit at Deborah. Thank you. I want to thank all of you for honoring us today and allowing uh, this black man <laughs> from Uganda to speak to you. I want to honor Pastor Phil and Chris Pringle. Uh, our last born child is named after the Pringles. <laughs> He's called Benny Pringle and, and we, love, we love Pastor Phil so much. I want to honor Hadley and Natalie. Thank you very much. Let's bless our pastors with a hand. Wow. Wow. Thank you very much. This is awesome. This is an awesome church. Different faces, different colors, different nationalities. A place where rock and feel at home in Sydney. Come on. I just love this. Thank you very much. Uh, I, I've been married to Deborah for 11 years now, and God has blessed us with three wonderful children. Our firstborn is called Blessed Soa, and she's 10. Our secondborn is called Bobby Hogan, and he's six. And our lastborn is called Benny Pringle, and he's two and a half. So we have one girl and two boys. God has blessed us and as you heard, I pastor a church in the city and that is called C3 Church. You can call that pancake because Kabbalagala means pancake in my language. So it's, it's a suburb in our capital which is Kampala just five minutes drive from the central uh, of, of our capital city. It's, we, we, we use English in our church so it's an English speaking church in the heart of Kampala. It's an amazing church and 450 kilometers away from the city uh, at the border of Uganda and the Congo, I pastor another church which is C3 Bwera in a town called Kasesi. That is where I'm born and raised and my family is there. So greetings from Uganda. <laughs> greetings from Uganda. And, and you have a big family there, C3 Church in Uganda. I also help to coordinate C3 churches in Eastern Africa. We have 73 churches now, C3 churches in Eastern Africa. Yes. Your pastor has been there, so he knows the stories about uh, the villages and the towns. And, and, and many times when I come here, I find people complaining. Complaining about this, complaining about that. And, and sometimes I'm amazed. I'm like, what are these guys complaining about? <laughs> Let them come to Africa and see what it looks like. On the streets of Kampala, you have to pray. 
to walk on the streets, to drive on the streets, I pray. I say, Lord, today I'm walking out of the house. I want to drive safely. I want to come out without being knocked. You pray. You can't just park anywhere, crazy drivers. And, and you know, a lot of dustbins, a lot of stuff everywhere you go. And, and, and you know, like, like, like in my country, malaria itself kills um, 3,000 children. 3,000 children. I think that is in a month. Malaria itself, something that can be controlled. I had an opportunity of heading a compassion-supported project uh, before I was a pastor. And you know, it's looking at the other side of the world and what people are going through. It's really amazing to see how they survive. But let me tell you, Jesus is still alive, even in that part of the world. Jesus is still the Lord. Let, let's pray, and let, let me try to give this my best, okay? Let me give it my best. Father, in Jesus' name, we bless you for today. This is a great day. It is a day that you've made, and we will absolutely rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you for the grace that you've showered me with. Thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for your presence in this place. Thank you for these beautiful people, my listeners. As I speak today, your word in power, I pray that it will create an impact. I pray that your word will bring healing, your word will bring restoration, and your word will bring life to us today. Thank you, Jesus. We bless you. Give the Lord a hand of praise. Amen. Tell your neighbor, love wins. In Africa, we preach with the preacher. <laughs> so today you're going to help me preach. Okay, so turn to your neighbor, tell them, love wins. My father had three wives. Typical African man. <laughs> and I'm born in a family of ten children. So I'm child number nine. Seven girls and three boys. And I'm born in an environment where my father sits alone in the living room. And no child is supposed to come close to dad because dad is no joking man. He is a pure, typical African man with authority. And he sits. And, and you know, African men have special chairs. <laughs> and that belongs to the dad. And he puts his radio on listening to Voice of America in Africa. <laughs> and you know, very funny. And then uh, when food is ready, 
um, 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 to show his authority. Even when he sees you bringing the food, he first walks away. <laughs> and if you dare not tell him food is ready, he will not eat the food. Because he's an African man. And you know, <laughs> that was the staff. And when dad is coming home, you see, when you have three wives, you have to be tough. There is no way how you can manage three wives when you're smiling. <laughs> the only way to manage three wives is to have a tough face and have laws and rules. Polygamy is not a good story. <laughs> and when dad comes home, you all shrink. Try to become calm. Because dad is tough. When he comes home, they start reporting. Rock did this. And he says, Rock, come here. How dare you? And you know, when I heard about father's love in the Bible, I was like, what do they mean? Because what I knew was mother's love. My mom is my darling. My mom is my sweetheart. So to me, Rock, I wouldn't understand when they say father's love. God, father, loves you crazy. I wanted them to say God, mother, <laughs> loves you. <laughs> because to me, mom was a friend. Mom was close. Everything she would eat and when I started reading the Bible, I understood a new kind of love from the Father. And, and, and this love won my heart. This love defeated my understanding. This love defeated my psychology. This love answered my questions. It is the love of God. Amen. It is the love of God. And, and I looked at God, the love of the Father. I met this in Jesus Christ. And this is what I want to talk about. Let's go to Romans chapter number 8. We will read from verse 31 to verse 39. But I'm going to read 31, 35, 37 to 39. Romans 8, 31. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, you know, Africa, there are different pronunciations of God. Others will say God, God, Gad. I don't know what you say here, <laughs> but any single work. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution, that is 35, or famine or nakedness or danger or sword, that is 7. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. 
For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present or the future, nor any powers, neither hate nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ our Lord. Uh, let's turn to 1 Corinthians. It's another portion of scripture and then I start speaking. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1 to 8, and then we will jump to verse 13. 1 Corinthians 13, 1 to 8. If I speak in tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. He's simply saying, if I speak in tongues of angels and men, but have not love, I'm just bells making noise. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and I have faith that can move mountains, but have not love, I'm nothing. In Africa, we have soup that is called nothing. That is in Uganda. You, you, you eat a bull's mouth. We call that nothing in my country. You've eaten nothing. If I have a gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and knowledge, and I have a faith that can move mountains, but have not love, I'm nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flames, but have not love, I am nothing. What is love? Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. Love never fails, love wins. But there, where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. And let's go to verse number 13. And now these three remain. These three abide. These three stay. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Turn to your neighbor one more time and tell them, Love wins. I've realized in this life that a lot of things don't stay. A lot of things don't remain. Friends don't stay. Relationships don't stay. Investments don't last. And I've realized that most of the things we hinge our lives on literally don't stay. And that is the cause and the reason for hearts, broken hearts everywhere. Because we build our lives on things which don't remain. The Bible says, and these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. There is one thing that remains after everything is gone, and that is what you love. What you love actually remains. And you know, the devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And all of us mostly think, I'm a pastor. Every time I feel he's coming to destroy my congregation, 
He's coming to destroy my family. He's coming to destroy my children. He's coming to destroy my, my business. He's coming to destroy my studies. But actually, uh, uh, the devil is not after my money. The devil is not after your car. The devil is not after your business because it won't help him anything. But the devil is after those things that you are tied to in order to get to the greatest thing, which is your love. That is what actually he is after because it is the greatest thing in your life. The love, the assurance that God loves you is what the devil comes to attack. And your response towards that love, loving him back, is what exactly the devil comes to attack. Because when he takes that, when he gets a grip on that, he has got you. So what happens is he tries to catch something that you attach to in your life, something that you've given your love and your life. He tries to get possession of it, get hold of it, in order to divert you from the love of God. Love guards your heart. Love guards your heart. Let me tell you this. It's possible to guard things that don't last. And you know, we fight, we wrestle, we struggle in this life to guard lots of things in our lives. Few of us struggle to guard the love of God. We try to guard our money, we try to guard our family, we try to guard children. But and, and there are things that we try to guard in life that are not worth guarding. There are things that we try to get hold of that are not worth getting hold of. Let me tell you this. Some things we should just let go. But stay hold on our love. Love guards your heart. If you just watch your stuff, your property, your giftings, you will be nothing. Even if you prophesy, even if you speak in tongues, just bells. The Bible says even if you give your body to be burned to the flames, even if you give everything you possess, without love, you're nothing. If you watch your giftings, you become nothing. Love will keep you alive even when you're being eaten by debt. Love will keep you alive even when sickness is consuming your body. Love will keep you alive even when seemingly your family is being torn apart. Love will keep you alive even when seemingly everything around you is insecure and you can't see where you're going. Love is the greatest weapon that you can have as a Christian. The assurance of the love of God and loving him back is the greatest thing you should guard in this life. Love wins. As long as you are alive, you will lose certain things. Definitely you will lose certain things. But you can't allow the devil to take hold of your love. You can't stop praying because you're broken down. You can't stop fellowshipping because you're broken down. 
the devil is getting hold of your love. And you know, when he gets hold of your love, he's got the whole of you. The Christian does not just stand up under trials, but in the midst of trials, we reveal Christ. Amen. We reveal the love of Jesus. When we are amidst temptations, that's when we stand out and we tell the devil, well, I did not follow Jesus just because of excitement. I did not follow Christ just because he gave me some stuff. I love him because he loves me. I don't know what is going on in my life, but there is one thing I'm sure about, that God loves me. He knows what he's doing. I may not understand everything, but I know he loves me. I will fight for my love. I will keep my love. I will keep things that are worth keeping because I'm more than a conqueror in Christ. How many know that God does not need the things that we lose in order to bless us? Yes. He does not need to consult our past in order to determine our future. If it is a jar of oil that is left, God is going to use that. If it is two fish and five loaves of bread that is left, God is going to use that. What matters is if we still love him. That is the most important thing. Do we still love him and are we still assured that he's on our side? Are we still assured that he will fight our battles? That is the most important thing. It does not matter what the devil has done in our lives or in my life. It does not matter what the devil has stolen in me. As long as the love of God is still burns like a fresh fire in my heart, I am going to survive. Amen. Clap hands for the Lord Jesus. You can't see love. Love is an intangible thing that holds us to God. This intangible and invisible thing you have on the inside affects your outside. It is, it is, it's what holds us closer to God. And you know, what holds God to us is love. And what holds us back to God is love. If you don't love God, you don't have God. Your strength is in the invisible, just like with Samson. His strength was in his hair, and no one knew that. And the strength of the church is in the love of God. That is where our strength is. People don't know where their strength is. That is where our strength is. Our love for God, our love for church, our love for people. Amen. J. John, the other time in presence, told us, you can't say you love the bride, the, 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 you, you love the bridegroom when you hate the bride. If you love the bridegroom, you have to love, you have to love the bride. If you love God, you have to love church. You have to be excited about church. And that is where our strength comes from. Amen. That is the strength of a believer. And that's really what the devil wants to steal. Love is stronger than death. Jesus endured the cross because of love. Love enables you to keep on dealing with me even when I'm funny and tough. <laughs> I come to church because I love God. I don't just come to church because it's sweet, because the messages are sweet. I come to church because I love God's people. 
That is why I've not given up on that guy. That is why I've not given up on that brother. That is why I'm not going to give up on that woman. That is why I'm not going to give up on my husband. <laughs> Amen. Because love is burning in me. Love will keep you worshiping God in your body. Amen. It will keep you healthy. Even if you worship God in your body, with your body, but without love, it ends out into nothing. Romans 8, 32. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all these things? You have to be convinced that God loves you graciously. Many say, if he really loves me, why are all these things happening to me? Job in 13 verse 15 says, though he slay me, yet I will hope in him. You may not understand what God is doing in your life. Sometimes it is confusing. It has confused me sometimes. And when I look at the way things are going, I'm like, does this show love? Does God really care about me? But definitely when I give it a test of time and patience, at the end of it all, I realize that he loves me. I realize that he cares for me. I realize that he knows what he's doing. And I realize the, the, the richness of his grace, his unmerited favor towards me. Love wins. Love wins. After everything is gone, love stays. Love will survive battles. Love will stand at the end of it all. You can save your husband because of love. You can save your wife. You can save your children because of love. The love of God is something that can survive after everything is gone. Don't allow the devil to take love from you because love wins. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise. Can we bow our heads and pray? Father, in Jesus' name, I want to thank you for your love. I want to thank you for there is no greater love such as this. For you to lay down your life for your friends. Lord, it was not because we are good, but even when we are still sinners, you loved us. You died for us. You shed your blood for us. And you welcomed us into God's family. You call us children. You call us sons. You call us co-heirs with you. In you, we are more than conquerors. Thank you for the love that you've showered upon everyone in this congregation. Thank you because you're mindful of us. And thank you because you care. You want this love to grow in us. 
and you want us to manifest this love to the world that is around us, that is when we can be victorious. That is when we can be overcomers. I want to pray for this congregation and for, for, for us today that, Lord, we will, we will come to the realization of this love and we will yearn to know you even more and more. We will love you, we will love church, and we will love your people. Lord, we thank you. Come and raise upon your feet. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I've just spoken a few words today. And I know there are very many things in our lives that happen and tend to convince us that God does not love us. And there might be several people even in this auditorium today thinking, well, I'm going through a tough time. I need the reassurance of God's love. I can assure you under the anointing of the Holy Spirit that God's love to you is unconditional. It's not because of the things that you've done or the things you're going to do. It's because of what he did for you. God loves you unconditionally. And you know, you're still special to God. Very special. And you're very precious to him. I want you to be encouraged. I want you to be strong. Be strong in God's love. And seek to love him even more. Love church. Love fellowship. Love to do the things that he wants you to do life will change but yet before I leave this pulpit I want to give a challenge this morning I've done this every time I've done this everywhere a challenge people to respond to God's love I just want everyone to bow your heads you might be in this place and you've never responded to this call, God's love. And you have a conviction in your heart. There is something pinching you on the inside. You want to respond to God's love in a special way. You want to love him back. I want you to lift up your hands. And I'm going to pray for you. If for the first time you want to respond to God's love, just I want to see your hand. Raise your hand high. And I will pray for you. It's simple. It's simple. Just lift up your hand. Responding to God's thank you. I see your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, brother. I see your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Another one. You want to respond to God's love? Just lift up your hand. Thank you. Thank you. 
And if you're doing this for the first time, and, and if you don't mind, if there is, I will ask you to come closer to the front. Just come closer. And I will pray with you. I will lead you to the Lord. And your life will not remain the same. Just come closer. Respond to God's love. God loves you. God loves you. If you're doing it for the first time, please come. This is a call to salvation. Thank you, my brother. Let's give him a hand. Thank you, brother. Let's come closer. If there is still another person, today you want to respond to God's love. God loves you. He has been loving you since eternity. He loved you before you were born. And today you want to respond to his love. Another person. It's a special day. Your life will not... There's still another person there. You want to respond to God's love. Just, just lift up your hand. And we'll help you to the front. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to ask the pastor to lead them in a prayer. But as he comes, I want us to bow our heads. And I want to bless you today, everyone. Okay, let's do this. Lift up your hands. Father, in Jesus' name, I want to thank you for everyone in this auditorium. Everyone is responding to your love this morning. Thank you because you love us. And because you did not withhold your son, because you did not withhold Jesus from us, but you gave his life for us, it's an indicator that you love us. And Lord, I know that you will not withhold anything from us. I've moved around the world, Lord, and I've seen you do miracles. I've seen you heal the sick. I've seen you release those who are captive. I pray this morning that you will do a miracle in each and everyone's life. In the name of Jesus. Today I command that your need will be met in Jesus' name. Whatever you need, whether it's emotional, whether it's spiritual, whether it's physical, I pray that your need will be met. Now lift up your voice and name your need. I don't know what you need, but everyone, you know what you need. Name it in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I release your hand of provision upon every individual right now under the sound of my voice. I speak a miracle with your name written on it. Whatever you need and whatever you're asking of the Lord, tonight I want to release an anointing upon your life tonight. I pray that it happens right now in the name of Jesus. The Lord is meeting you at your point of need. If it is a healing, I command you to be healed right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. If it is freedom, I speak freedom into your life right now. In Jesus' name. The Lord is opening a new chapter in your life. The Lord is opening a new season in your life in Jesus' name. Lord is opening the doors. You're coming out of that prison. You're coming out of bondage. In Jesus' name, I speak a new day. I speak a new season. And I declare that in him, you're not just a conqueror, but you're more than a conqueror. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord prosper you. May the Lord increase you. In the name of Jesus, let's give him a hand of praise.
Church, let's remain standing as we pray for these guys. It's the church praying. It's your prayer. Let's join them as we pray. Father God, we thank you for the salvation of our souls. I repent of my sins. I ask you to come into my life. I thank you for paying the price on the cross of Calvary to see me saved today. Amen. Let's give these guys a hand. Follow these guys. Thanks, guys. You may please be seated. I just want to have your attention for a few more minutes before we close. What a great word that was. Love wins all the time. Love wins. And I'm sure you got something out of that message. I got something. You know, the devil is not after my possessions. It's after the things that my heart is attached to. And so when the devil gets that, he gets my attention. Amen. It's a really good word we got from Pastor Rock this morning. And I'm sure he's been preaching this kind of message all over the world. And we want to keep sending him. It's not every time you get such a powerful, anointed, eloquent message coming from the pulpit. And we want this to continue. So I want us to take up a love offering for Pastor Rock. You know, the Bible says in Romans 10, it says, For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. We just saw two salvation. And it goes further to say, How then shall they call on him whom they've not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they've not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they be sent? We want to keep sending Pastor Rock, not only to his congregation in Uganda, but all over the world to take the gospel of Jesus Christ and keep setting people free all over the world. Now they are, if you do need an envelope to give, just wave. There should be one on your seat beside you, but if you need an envelope, just indicate by raising up your hand. We want to take up a love offering. And God bless you as you give. Are the ushers ready? Let's thank Pastor Rock one more time for a great word. Thanks, man. Just as we take up the offering, we're going to sing one more song before we close. Jesus, so.